This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Future of Flushing, your daily Mets player development recap podcast. The only podcast you really need to be listening to if you're locked in on the Mets minor leagues and want to know what's going on. Now, we're going to say off the bat, Florida, you've been dropping the ball in the weather, but you got it together tonight only for Binghamton to come through with some rain and have one of those games postponed. Other than that, John, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, Vito. Just uh, sitting here. It is now past 10 o'clock on the East Coast, watching the Mets uh, hopefully put the final touches on a victory against the New York Yankees. Always fun to see. A little rainy in the area, really throughout the, uh, the Northeast. The rain has uh, revealed its ugly head, but still a lot of action across the Mets minor league system, despite Binghamton really not being able to get off the ground on Tuesday. The Syracuse Mets, however, they dealt with rain, but not before putting up a 10 spot against the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. John, I feel like the reason you kind of went deep on the weather right now is because last week I said you were a terrible weatherman and you might have taken it personally. Is that is that am I reading the right signals? No, I took no offense to that. I, you know, like I said last week when it came up, I don't confess to having any any meteor meteorological, um, you know, ambitions whatsoever. I liked our Amy Freeze conversation. I've actually been thinking about that recently. Okay. I've been asking people in my everyday life. I've been asking people like, if there was a weather person with a very weather-oriented last name, do you think that they were born with that last name and then got into weather or vice versa? And honestly, I've gotten a split reaction. So it's kind of like a social experiment, sort of like how people think, how their brains work, which way they think it goes. I hope you're logging the people who respond and like what their personalities are based on their answers because that that would make it a psychological experiment. Yeah, it's a really interesting. Uh, it's really interesting theory. I'm going to continue to try to test it. So, you know, I'm happy that it came up on on the pod. But this is where this is where good ideas are are birthed. And you know where good ideas are also birthed? Lehigh Valley. In Lehigh Valley, baby, where the Syracuse Mets were playing the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, as John said, rain shortened game, but not before the Mets. The Syracuse Mets could prove to be a powerhouse tonight. I mean, there were just homers all over the place. Luke Voigt, Carlos Cortez, and Tomas Nito all homered. Yeah, and for Cortez, we mentioned him on Sunday having heated up lately. Uh, three straight multi-hit games entering Tuesday's game, and he homers again. So that's now seven homers for Cortez on the season. Some other good performances. Denny Reyes, who uh, was with the Mets earlier this season, had a strong outing, five and a third innings of work, just three, three runs, five strikeouts, and 13 whiffs. And Luke Ritter. Ritter was on base four times on Tuesday, went three for three with a double, a walk, an RBI. The double clocked at 112 off the bat. So Ritter continues to impress during his time at AAA. Was doing some reading about Luke Ritter earlier this evening. A Wichita State guy actually was in the same lineup for the Shockers as Alec Bohm. So uh, some some a lot of thunder in that Wichita State Shocker lineup. Also the alma mater of one Mike Pelfrey. 
not just the alma mater of him. Mike Palfrey is a coach there right now. Oh, I, I didn't know that he went back. Yeah, yeah. He's a pitching coach over there now. Uh, over on the Amazing Conversations with Jay Horowitz. Jay got a chance to talk to him about it a few months ago. So if you want to go check that out, John, it was actually an interview with Mike Pelfrey and Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner coaches for a high school where he's from. They all had a conversation about what it's like to go from player to coaching. But yeah, uh, that's. I wonder if he played on a team that was coached by Mike Pelfrey then. That's pretty cool. Fun little Mets correct connection there. I wonder. I'm looking up some Wichita State shockers right now. Oh, Joe Carter, World Series hero, was a shocker. Let's see who else was a That's shocker. That's a shocker. Braden Looper was a shocker. Hmm. Didn't think I'd mention that name on the podcast. Doug Mirabelli. From now on, whenever a shocker, when somebody played for Wichita State, I think we should have a drop that says, that's a shocker. I know you're going off on Wichita State right now, but I got to bring something up. Going down a rabbit hole. Ronnie Mauricio. Tell me about Ronnie. Ronnie Mauricio had a 108 mile per hour single. I mean, that is some serious bat to Ball. But it kind of feels like light work for Ronnie, who uh, has had a couple hundred fifteens in uh, in some recent days. So Ronnie continues to hit the ball hard. That's that's what he does. And um, you know, fans in New York, when when Ronnie is eventually, if Ronnie's eventually up, fans in New York will uh, will grow accustomed to that quite quickly. The uh, eye popping exit velocities off the bat of Ronnie Mauricio. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're gonna, You know what, John? I have an idea. Tonight, let's just be wild, boys, and let's just jump all over the place. Yeah, I like that. It's uh, it's a Tuesday, a little variety in our lives. Let's jump around. Let's have a little fun. All right. We're going to play roulette. I'm going to drop the ball in the circle. St. Lucie Mets. Let's talk some St. Lucie Mets. No, you know what? Let's be even crazier. Let's just jump to the FCL Mets and then go back to the St. Lucie Mets. Let's give the FCL Mets some time to shine because you know why, John? I'm an excited boy. It was a big day, Vito. It was a big day. It was a huge day. Nick Morabito, the player who got his hitting expertise in his uncle's hitting cage in the basement, hit his first pro home run. He had four hits and four RBIs. Guy is hitting 512 games. That is since June 30th. And it was an impressive shot for Nick Morabito. If you want to see it, check out the FCL Mets Twitter or Instagram where you can see that. And many other highlights from their 9-5 to victory on Tuesday. Morabito went right center. So he didn't yank the ball, didn't pull it, didn't sell out for power. Went with the pitch. His first professional home run. So a big moment for Nick Morabito, who has just been fantastic, like you mentioned. A couple, uh, couple people out there may have been quick to uh, give opinions on Nick Morabito. Nick Morabito has been one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter, in the FCL for some time now. A couple other notes from that FCL Mets victory. Christopher Suero hit his second homer of the season, a high on base percentage guy. You hear us talk about it all the time with Jacob Reimer, Jet Williams, many other guys in the system. Chris Suero, another one of those guys who just has a knack for getting on base. And how about those FCL Mets, Vito? Now 21 and 11 on the season since they got the season started in June. So a lot of success being had at the lower levels of the minor league system. That FCL team continues to win, continues to play good ball. Night in, night out, but there's a lot of talent on that team, so it makes a lot of sense. 
Those FCL Mets have the second best record in the complex league right now. It's just really exciting to see any team at any level doing as well as them. You know, we, obviously we're going to talk about every team on a nightly basis, but it is always a fun time talking about them this year. Let's hit that roulette reel. And you know what? Let's stay in Florida. Let's keep it local. Why don't we go over to the St. Lucie Mets right now, talk about their game versus the Bradenton Marauders. They lost 8-5, but you can't stop Jet Williams. You can't ground this Jet as he hit a double, a triple, and both of those were 100 miles per hour or harder. Yep. Jet Williams, once again, um, you heard us talking with Adam McDonald. If you didn't hear that, the voice of the St. Lucie Mets, check that out. Adam has a front row seat to the Jet Williams show night in and night out. Uh, we're lucky to be able to talk about Jet Williams on a nightly basis. And once again, another big night for Jet Williams. It's been pretty much every night recently. You heard Adam say that he's really turned it on with the bat. He had been getting on base all season long, but the batting average continues to climb now at 251 on the season. Meanwhile, Jets on base percentage after reaching safely twice on Tuesday night. Now 426, so Jet, another big game. Jacob Reimer also reached safely twice with a hit and a walk on Tuesday night. And Lionel Ovaya started this game for St. Lucie, pitched well, only allowed two runs, two hits in five innings of work. Why don't we head on over to Brooklyn, New York, and talk about what the Cyclones did. Now, the Cyclones did end up losing a game in late innings. Uh, they lost in, well, the Cyclones did end up losing this game in the 10th after giving up a lead, but there are still some standout performances from the night. Some of those standout moments, two hits each from Alex Ramirez, Kevin Parada, and William Lugo. Yeah, the one through three hitters in the Cyclones lineup got it done on Tuesday night, and so did the number nine hitter. That's Ryland Thomas. Out of the nine hole, went three for four. So Thomas started the season with the St. Lucie Mets, now with the Brooklyn Cyclones. And his on-base percentage between the two leagues has been pretty much identical. He's right around uh, 375 with his on-base percentage for the season between the two levels combined. He was an 11th round pick in 2022 out of the University of Southern California. Same school as DeAndre Smith. And he's been playing very well of late. Has Ryland Thomas even since his promotion to Brooklyn. And a big night for the outfielder. All right, so I think that's enough of Brooklyn, and I think it's summer, and it's time for us to head on down to the Dominican Republic, John, and talk about those DSL Mets. The DSL Orange lost 7-6 versus the DSL Marlins. Julio Zayas, 2 for 4, 904 OPS on the season. Kid catches, plays first and third as well. As we've said so many times about so many different players, versatility is one of the most important things on that road to the show. Versatility is important, and so is having a big bat, and that's exactly what Jeffrey Rosa has. The 18-year-old prospect was 3-for-5 with a double and a three-run home run on Tuesday. And if you want some Jeffrey Rosa information, you came to the right place because you are about to get a cornucopia of Jeffrey Rosa information, and for good reason. His homer on Tuesday gave him four homers in the last three games alone. Now, that's good, right? It gets even better. In 27 games this year now, Rosa has 12 RBIs, sporting an OPS of 1256. Those 12 homers are the most in the DSL. Here's where things get even more interesting, Vito. I went and I looked on fan graphs. I started with last season. The most homers hit in DSL last year was 13, and that was over 51 games. Rosa's already hit 12 in 27 games this year, 
So then my interest was peaked even further. I went all the way back to 2006. That is as far back as DSL statistics go on fan graphs. And I wanted to know what the most home runs in a single season in the Dominican Summer League was. I'm locked in. The answer was 15 in 61 games. Again, Rosa has 12 homers in 27 games. My math tells me he is on pace to shatter that number. So Jeffrey Rosa, a guy that admittedly we probably should be talking about a little more on the show. And don't worry, we are going to start from this very day forward, making sure that Jeffrey Rosa updates are available all the time when he's doing things because he has been fantastic down there in DSL Orange. And here's the thing about Jeffrey Rosa. He's a kid signed in January of 2022 as an international free agent. He's had a lot of power. It's always been a part of his game. The coaching staff down there at the Dominican Academy has done a fantastic job helping him harness his talents. He's swinging and missing less. He's chasing less. He's putting the bat on the ball more, and it has resulted in a huge power surge. A guy that hit three homers last year in his first year in the DSL has now quadrupled that total with 12 home runs. Jeffrey Rosa, a very exciting prospect for this DSL Orange team. And that's the end of my Jeffrey Rosa rant for tonight, Vito. Appreciate you uh, you standing by and letting me get that all in there. Dude, I loved it. I, I, like the listener, was just locked in and everything you were saying, I was learning for the first time. I would love to sit here and pretend that I know as much as John at every single moment, but John ceases to amaze me. That was such a fun little tidbit, my guy. Um, and all I've learned from that is that Jeffrey Rosa might go down as a Hall of Fame DSL player. And John, you know what I think we need to do? We need to hold each other more accountable. We need to take our Duolingo lessons more seriously because we got to get to DSL to talk to Jeffrey Rosa. I've been watching a lot of Messi games since he has, has come over to the States. I mean, a lot. He's played two games now. Tonight was the second game. Had that one pulled up on the iPad. I actually was listening to the Spanish broadcast, trying to just, uh, you know, get my recognition up of some words. I took Spanish back in the day. I was really good in like third grade. And then I started to taper off a little bit. Um, I mean, I was good to like eighth grade and then I really started to taper off. But I I hear things. So I'm with you. I'm with you. That That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did I ever tell you about what happened to me in my Spanish class in high school? No. Is it good, bad, indifferent? It's it's bad. So, uh, you know, took three years of Spanish. I think maybe even four. I don't really quite remember. But sophomore year, uh, I had Mr. Salvador. Great guy. Love Mr. Salvador. He had Lucha Libre mask all over his room. He dressed really snazzy, really nice guy. I used to go for after school help because, like, you know, I just always wanted my teachers to know that if I wasn't doing well, I was trying. Yeah. Student development isn't linear, everybody. So I'm sitting in there one day in after school help, and Mr. Salvador came up behind me put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, oh, Vito, you will never learn the language. You know what? Once you told me he came behind me and put his hand on my shoulder, it rung a bell. I had heard that story before he got – then I was like, oh, yeah, Mr. Salvatore, Mr. Carlos. You got any other misters? So Mr. Carlos is Vito's driving instructor, um, for all those wondering. Hawaii driving school. 
Hawaii driving yep, school. Hawaii uh, driving school, smack dab in the middle of Astoria, Queens, appropriate name. Um, but yeah, you got any other misters who were uh, kind of role models and or instructors for you in your life? I mean, there was Is a it, ton, you know, Mr. Gross. Like basketball my, coach, you call like Mr. Coach or something like that? Well, I played football. Um, so there were no there were it's no basketball coaches. Not a Mr. Sport. Not football. a Mr. Sport. No, it's not a, sir a Mr. Sport. Not a Mr. I will. Okay. I'm not going to go off on a tangent about all my role models, but I did have a coach in high school football. Fun fact to learn about me, one of your co-hosts, I used to be a lot bigger in high school. I was about 350, three, big boy, big old boy. And I was in training camp before the season started one day. And one of my coaches, uh, he yelled at me, told me what my grades were. And he said, you're lucky you're so damn big because you're, it. he said, you're lucky you're so damn big because you're so damn stupid. I would have cut you if you were even 25 pounds lighter. Sheesh. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, kinda, I, I messed know, up. Oh, it was awful. I, what was this guy's name? Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dox the guy. Dox the here. hell out of that guy. No, I'm not going to do that. I feel, I don't want, I don't, I, I'm not going to do that, but it did happen is to me. Is he still at the school? Um, is he still there? I don't know. I think he is still at the school, but I'll tell you this. I ended up quitting football my junior year. And that was one of the reasons was because I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to like take school really seriously. I quit football. I ended up making the honors role. And then I felt really good about it. And I was Did walking. You let him know? And he, Did you let him know I, about that? He, well, if you made the honors role at that point, you you went up in the assembly. So he came up to me and he said, oh, I saw you made the honors role. And I was like, yeah, I did. And then he said, what'd you do? Eat a smart kid? And then he walked away. He didn't say that. I swear on everything he said. He that didn't before. say that. I swear, John, he said dox to me. Him. Dox him. Dox I'm him. not doxing him. He deserves John. it. He deserves it. I'm not doxing it. him. I'm going to I'm toilet paper this him. man's house after we're done. But I swear everything I just said was legitimate. Um, one more memory about this guy before we go. We were in, yeah. we were in training camp, and uh, one of the players was running slow, and he said to him, focus on drinking more light beer. And to a high school kid? To a high school kid. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Any NFLers come out of your high school's uh, football program? No, man. I mean, like, if you're, if you're like, NFL-bound, you're probably not going to be going to a Catholic school in Manhattan. I guess. I mean, there's some Catholic schools in Jersey that have a lot of prospects. No Sean. Just, well, actually, no Sean. Like Don Bosco? A Catholic school. Is yeah, Don Bosco? Don Bosco's a big one. Is, yeah, that's Catholic, right? Bergen Prep, I believe. Yeah. We had... We had one, so we had a bunch of we had a bunch of rugby, but we had a a lot of. So my high school had like the the premier high school rugby team in the country, um, mm -hmm. like we were ahead of the game before anybody. So our coach, our rugby coach, was actually the head coach for Team USA rugby. So we had a lot of players go to Berkeley, which is like the rugby college in the country, um, and then a lot of them went on to play for Team USA. So like rugby, we had a lot of rugby guys. Uh, the baseball program there is good. I don't think we had any any pros. We have like a few minor leaguers, um, and basketball. Some guys went D one, but not football. Man, like you know, like you, we maybe we had like one or two D one kids. But like I said, like you're you're probably not going to school in the heart of Manhattan if you're trying to like really take football seriously. All right. Well, I just learned a lot too. So there we go. A lot of knowledge dropping. I I, I do want to inject one more bit of knowledge. We're acknowledging we're doing this live. It's 10.23 p.m. on Tuesday. And if I didn't say this, something I said previously would have been incorrect. Rylan Thomas now has four hits tonight as he just collected nice. a hit, an extra inning. So it is Rylan Thomas's first four-hit game since his promotion to Brooklyn. Just wanted to correct the record there, keep it all straight, that Rylan Thomas 
with four knocks on the night. Omar De Los Santos also having a decent night with two hits and a stolen base for Omar De Los Santos. That's now number 34 for Omar. Now, John, I said a lot about myself tonight. Tomorrow night, I want a few John stories for everybody. I have none. You got. I want you to think about it tonight. I want you to think about it tonight. It could be recent. It could be old. But I want you to come back and I want you to tell us some John. You had that fun story about how you, at 20 years old, you tried to sneak a dog in your house. Come on, you got some stories you could tell tomorrow. I guess. I don't know. Think about was, it. Just think about it. Just I'll think, think about, about don't it. Don't try to do it now. Just, you I'll got a homework assignment, okay? All right. I have um, one that involves Omar Quintanilla, but it's not that great. But I'll I'll bring right. it up tomorrow. All right. Well, you know what? Tomorrow's the future. We'll see you all there. Enjoy the night, enjoy the morning, and enjoy some stock music. Good night. Good morning.